Have you ever noticed, though, how much uh, we desire the idea of being faster? Have you ever noticed that? Okay, you go to Walmart, and, and you're getting ready to check out, and so you're going to ask yourself, which line is what? Faster. Or we're going to buy internet service, and certainly we compare the prices, but you know, if two are kind of uh, uh, comparable in terms of price, we'd say, well, you know, I've kind of narrowed it down, but I'm trying to figure out which one of them would be faster. Isn't that true? Maybe you're looking at college and you say, you know, I'm just trying to figure out which college I could go to and get my degree faster when I go go-kart riding with my kids. I guarantee you, Dad. You know, I kind of encourage them to look around and everything and enjoy everything else because Dad's watching. And he's looking and red is the fastest go-kart. Because when we get on that, when we get on that go-kart track, Robbie wants to go what? I want to go faster than anybody else. When you're going for fast food, I, I, whether it's Wendy's serves faster, so we're not going to McDonald's or vice versa, however you see it, we could go on and on that we just have this drive for being faster. Why is it that we are so obsessed with that? It's been said that when God wants to make a mushroom, He takes about six hours. But when God wants to make a mighty oak tree, he takes about 75 to 100 years. It's good for us that God is not always quick about things. Did you hear that? It's good for us that God is not always quick about things. You write down 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, you can go back and look it up. It says that God is patient with us and He is not fast about judging us he holds off. He waits because people need the Lord. People need to give their life to Christ, just like the ones we saw in the video being baptized. And there are many of us who have given our life to Christ who may not be as ready to give an account of our life as the Lord would want us to be, as we would like to be. So it's a good thing that God is patient. That's exactly what we want to think about together today. In our study on the fruit of the Spirit out of Galatians 5, verses 22 through 23, God's Word tells us that one of the things that God would produce in your life if He were at work is patience. Now let's go back and read those verses. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. We've talked about love. It's joy. We've talked about joy. It's peace. We talked about peace last time. And tonight, the fruit of the Spirit is patience. That's what we want to think about. Now, before we really dig into thinking about patience tonight, I want to clarify what we're not talking about. When, when I hear people talk about patience, I typically hear one of two main comments. There's this little uh, quote that floats around. I don't know who came up with it. But some, you always hear people say, don't pray for patience, because if you do, what? God will give you something to use it on, right? I don't know who comes up with little ditties like that, you know. I don't like little ditties like that, because you know what? Sometimes little ditties keep us from thinking about, I might as well go with it, little ditties, big daddies, amen? The big daddies are the bigger things that God has for us in life. And many times just saying those little cutesy phrases keep us from really thinking about what God has for us. 
The other thing I hear many times, and I think all of us sort of think of it this way, we think of having patience as what I need when I'm at the traffic light. I need to have more patience. Or or we think about, you know what, uh, I need to have more patience with those customer service representatives, right? We we think of it that way. Or or I need to have more patience because my, my air conditioner went out in my car. Now friends, tonight, listen, I want to encourage you, God's Word is going to teach us that patience certainly does include those kind of things. But if we think that that's all that patience is, basically, if patience is just learning to not get frustrated with annoyances, isn't that how we typically think of it? If that's all we think of it as, we're going to have a very limited view of what God has for us related to patience. So let's talk about it. What is patience? And uh, I'm going to give you a couple of the words that the Bible gives uh, uh, when we have in our Bibles, if you look up, the English translation when it's translated as patience. And there's really two main words. The first word means, and it's it's the word in the Bible, is hupomone, okay? And basically that word means, hupo means under, and mone means to abide. Okay? To dwell or to stay, can you see the image? Under something. You see that image? Patience is us learning the ability to stay under something. You can write down endurance. It's talking about perseverance. It's talking about steadfastness. I like this phrase. No matter what, I'm not going anywhere. That's what patience is about. It's talking about to take something patiently, to wait patiently because you're anticipating a reward. Write down 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 20, which we'll read here in just a few moments. Now, somebody that, uh, that, as I studied this week, gave this good definition. They said, in the New Testament, this is the characteristic of a person who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose. This is a great definition. Get this image. This is a person who is not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith and piety even by the greatest trials and sufferings. Again, the way I think about it is this. Patience means I'm not going anywhere. Amen? That's what it means to be patient. I've been thinking about Job a little bit lately. And though I've never experienced anything close to what he did, I think I've gotten a little bit better feel for what he was going through. And listen, I don't believe Job was comfortable. Amen? I don't believe that Job liked what he was dealing with. I believe if Job had been given a multiple choice question and said, which direction would you like to go with your life? He would have chosen another way. Amen? But it doesn't change the fact that Job said, you know what? I don't like these things. I don't enjoy these things. If I could choose a different path, I would. And some of you tonight know exactly what that feels like, don't you? But, it, but what Job would say is, it doesn't change the fact. I don't like it. I'm not enjoying it. But I, with God's help, am not going anywhere. Amen? That's what patience is. I will wait upon the Lord, listen, and He will will rescue me. 
Oh, does that get you excited tonight? Patience is a confident belief that though I may be under something, I can bear up underneath that because God, for certain, without a doubt, if I put my trust in Him, is going to rescue me. Amen. So the second word is this. The second word is where we get, it's called macrothumia, okay? That word is translated, the reason I give you these is so you can see the translation. Macrothumia means long-suffering. I like that picture of patience. Because patience means, have you ever been in a situation, listen, suffering means something I don't like, to say the least, right? And long-suffering means that I'm in it for longer than I wanted to be. Amen? So that's the idea. Patience is, I'm in a situation that I don't prefer, that I don't like, and I may be in it for a while. It's dealing with something that's not pleasant for a while, and not getting agitated. In fact, it has that idea of not getting angry or bitter in the midst of it. And listen, this is not just learning to put up with junk, okay? We kind of, again, that's the kind of the way we think of patience, is it? I need more patience. I need to learn to put up with other people's junk or whatever else is going on in my life. No, this is, listen, let patience work on you. Let it build some muscles. This thing in your life, if you're a follower of Jesus, is not random. Isn't that good news? So even though I don't like it, I can actually get excited and look forward to what it's going to produce. Right on Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We're going to come back and read those verses here in just a moment. Now, a few other kind of uh, lesser frequent words that are used. There's, there's one that, that, that means patience means gentleness. It means a reasonableness. It means somebody who's easy work with. You might say, she is very patient as a teacher with her students. That's another way the Bible portrays it. Also, by the way, while we're looking at a definition here, I want you to know something. We think of patience as passive, don't we? Don't we think of it that way? Patience is something's happening to me and I just got to put up with it. And so I just got to sit here and let it happen. Many of you are aware of the health challenges I've had over the last year and a half. But I want to tell you something. God has taught me this aspect of patience. Even when I'm at home, not here with you, laying on my back, I'm loving God. I'm worshiping Him. I've just told Him many times when I couldn't come and preach for you. I've just told Him, I said, Lord, it's just whatever. It's just whatever. If you want me to go and preach, I'm ready. i got something to say for you. But Lord, if you want me to lay here in my bed and worship you, then I will praise your name. Amen? That's active. That's searching. That's looking. Listening to God's Word. Spending time with Him. And and when you have the opportunity, when you get some relief from that, being actively looking for God's rescue for you. So let's get our own simple definitions of patience. Patience means endurance. It means perseverance. It means steadfastness or commitment. That's the thing I said. I'm not going anywhere. Patience means to wait patiently upon the Lord to rescue you or to answer your call. Patience means to put up with something unpleasant and not get agitated about it. (laughs) That's a little hard, amen? Patience means to be reasonable and easy to work with. Patient person. So listen. 
We usually think of patience, as I said, as not getting annoyed with little frustrations. I want you to understand the biblical idea of patience is much stronger than that. It's much richer than that. It's much deeper than that. Now, uh, in that regard, I realized this week, as I thought about it, as I began to study patience, that actually patience is really a spiritual matter. Okay? We typically think of it in terms of practical, I got this wrong, I got this wrong, and I got to put up with that annoyance, right? But actually, God began to speak to me that this is really much bigger than that. But I do want to say this. Let's don't make it so lofty and so abstract that it can't work out in real life. So watch this. Surely, if God Almighty can give me the ability, because I can't do it, amen? If God can give me the ability underneath some circumstances, in some long things that I don't like, if God can do that in big things, in traumas, in emergencies, in major losses in my life, because He can. And surely He can help me with the traffic light. Amen? Surely He can help me with those little annoyances. Maybe some things about your, your kids or your neighbor or something that just drives you crazy. Really, that stronger idea of patience is determination. You can write that word down. Determination. It's not getting thrown off by distractions or discomfort. Anybody watch that Nick Walenda guy this past week? Walking across a two-inch diameter cable, across a 1,400-foot cable, 1,500 feet in the sky. And he talked about the, his contact giving him some trouble while he was on it. Can you imagine of all things? I'm 1,500 feet in the sky and does anybody have any contact solution, right? He's got contacts that are messing up. He's got wind blowing. He's got helicopters videotaping around. And I just remember watching him and I was just like, you know what? I would just go ahead and follow. I would just go ahead and just say, the massiveness. Do you understand? Did you, did you think about it as you watched that? I'm on a little cable. And I'm going across this huge expanse. Just the massiveness of that, to me, just would have overwhelmed me. I said, I can't focus on this little bitty cable. Man, I'm going to die in this big, fat canyon. Amen? What kind of focus does that man have? Wow. I, I, I don't even... I, this is unbelievable to me. By the way, it's kind of cool that he praised Jesus all the way across it. Now that's more the biblical idea of patience. Willing to put up with anything with determination for a purpose. That's not a bad definition, by the way. Willing to put up with anything with determination. Aren't you glad it's not just, uh, just for no reason? For a purpose. When God is working in our life, we're going to see more of that. So that's what patience is. But let's talk about what does it do in our lives? What does it produce? What does it lead to? We're fond of despising patience. Amen? I mean, we talked about this. We say, don't pray for patience, okay? Because you might, you, might, you might get something in your life that makes you have to use it. But listen, friend. According to the Bible, 
we will not have a meaningful life without it. Isn't that interesting? Let's look at it. When we have a steadfast determination to follow God, patience. When we have that kind of endurance, what does it do in our lives? First of all, write this down. It shows that you're a child of God. Do you know that? Patience, perseverance. God's children don't give up. Amen? God's children persevere. We press on. Now listen. Some of you said, well, I didn't get a great big amen when I said we don't give up, okay? So let's go back and talk about that. God's children don't give up. I do sometimes, right? I have moments where at least I want to give up. And sometimes we have moments where we actually do give up. And thank God for His grace and His mercy and His power. And it ain't me and it's His strength. Amen? But listen, when God is in us, there is something in us that, that keeps going. Sure, we have struggles, but at the end of the day, I'm trusting in Almighty God. That's just what children of God do. It's assumed about us if we give our lives to Him. I could give you many verses, but write down Luke chapter 8, verse 15. In a passage that talks about when you hear God speak and how you respond to His Word, in a passage that talks about uh, the verse I'm about to read to you tells the kind of response that is indicative of a child of God. It says, but the seed, when God's Word goes out, the seed in the good soil, that's a heart that responds to God, these are the ones who have heard the Word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast and bear fruit with... I bet you can't guess. It can be translated, it's the very word, patience. It actually is translated in the New American Standard. These are those who've received it, hold it fast, and bear fruit with perseverance. Write down 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7. In 1 Peter 1, verse 7, listen, it's talking about trials. 1 Peter's a great passage if you're going through some difficulty in your life. But in talking about those trials, it says, uh, in this, going back to verse 6, in this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you've been distressed by various trials. Listen in verse 7, this is going back to that. It shows that we're a child of God, so that the proof of your faith, being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire. Some of you know what that means, don't you? You feel like you're going through a fire right now. Even though tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. I wish I could spend more time in that passage, but it's basically saying this. Listen, the proof of your faith is going to stand through the fire when you are a child of God. Now listen, there may be some of us here tonight that thought to ourselves, wow, it's all the strong Christians that have this thing. But actually, I'm finding in God's Word, it's the real ones who have this thing. Real, true followers of Jesus. I'm telling you, I could fall apart just at any moment now. Amen? But in Christ, I tell you, I'm feeling a little bit strong right now. Amen? I mean, I might start forming some biceps here pretty quick. I mean, I just start feeling, I just start feeling some strength coming in me when Christ is in control. It shows you a child of God, but secondly, it provides hope. 
Now think about that. We, we're we're kind of moving away from patience, but actually patience provides hope. I love this part. As I studied about patience, I found that many times, if you'll read the New Testament, hope is found in close connection with patience. And by the way, faith is as well. We find all throughout the New Testament, when it's talking about patience or perseverance, hope and faith are along with that. Patience, sticking with God's direction for us, even when times are tough, that gives us confidence. It gives us confidence that God is at work in our lives. Write down Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5. By the way, it seems like every verse we've been in Romans chapter 5, the first few verses, it sounds to me like somebody needs to go home and read Romans 5 pretty good, all right? But Romans 5, verse 3, listen to what it says. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance. There's our word, by the way, patience. And patience brings about proven character. And proven character brings about what? Brings hope. In your life, I see that God is at work, that I'm for real, that I'm a child of God. Write down the 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. I love this verse. I remember reading this verse in college, and it stuck with me ever since. It says, for our momentary, friend, be encouraged tonight. I hope God's going to give you hope, because you're hanging on. Listen, with this perspective, for our momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. You ought to be just about ready. Now, I told the guests at the beginning we were not going to jump over seats. All right? But reading those verses, you ought to be pretty close. (laughs) Okay? What I am going through is momentary. Praise the Lord for that. And in comparison, now, God's not trying to minimize your struggle, but He's maximizing the eternal. In comparison with what God's going to give you in heaven, you're going to say, oh my goodness, that old stuff doesn't even compare with what God... Doesn't that give you hope tonight? Doesn't that encourage you tonight? Listen, let's turn it around on the enemy. And I'm not just talking about a pep talk here, I'm talking about for real. If you have it harder than most other people as you look around right now, listen... God is at work in your life. If you're trusting in Him, He has a plan. He's at work. Now make sure that that difficulty is not because you did something dumb. Okay? Alright, make sure that the reason you're having to work three jobs isn't because you went out and bought a car and didn't think about it. Okay? That's a different kind of problem. Amen? Even in that, God can rescue you and help you. Amen? Isn't that good news? But what we're talking about is if, if I'm trying to do the right thing, if I'm trying to live for the Lord and still these things are happening... Listen, you can know that your response in this, I choose by faith to trust in my God. And you know what? That is pleasing to Him. When you begin seeing it more that way, it gives you great hope. Listen, maybe the best way to put it, I mentioned Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And I'm telling you, this is good stuff tonight. It's not an easy concept, but it's good encouragement for us. Romans 8, verse 28 says, And we know... We kind of think, we hope, we're we're really kind of banking on maybe. No, it says, and we know that God, who's in control? God is. God causes, He works all things together for good to those who love God and are called according to His purpose. Friend, listen. 
when you are in a trial, you can say, I know I'm not listening to the enemy. It is not true that God has forsaken me. I know that God loves me. I know that I'm His child. I know that He is in control. I am certain that my life and this situation is in His hands. I know somehow, some way, He's going to use it for my good and for my growth. And I know that at the proper time, He will most certainly rescue and deliver me. And I also know that if I make the choice to trust Him through it, that He's going to get a lot of glory for it. Isn't that good? Praise the Lord. All of that gives me great hope and confidence. I don't like it. But I can find hope in the middle of it. Thirdly, what does patience do? It prepares us for Jesus' return. Having patience. Having steadfastness. A stick-to-itness. And endurance. It helps us to stay on task with our lives so that when Jesus comes back, He'll find us doing what we're supposed to do instead of giving up so easily. Number four, patience moves us closer to God in receiving His great purpose for our lives. Okay, maybe you could put it this way. Patience moves us closer to receiving God's promises. Now, I mentioned Romans chapter 8, verse 28, but man, this is a good verse. You know, it's unfortunate that uh, many people avoid this passage I'm about to read because it's, it's a little bit uh, controversial or, or kind of some people have different interpretations of it. And we can talk about that another time, but there's a good verse tucked in here. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12 says... This encouragement that they've been getting in this passage. It says, so that you will not be sluggish. Don't give up. Don't give in. Continue to trust God. Stay patient in the midst of the trial. So that you will not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through... Here it is. Faith and patience inherit the promises. Now again, there's a lot bigger context here. But basically the promises... Friend, listen... God has some things for you. And many times, it's practicing, exercising, allowing God to work patience in me that allows me to get there and to experience them. Did you hear that? So listen, God's got something for me, and I've been doing my best to follow Him. And a bridge is out, or there's a monster under the bridge, or whatever it might be. On this path, there's something bad happening. But guess what? If I trust God through it, you can be confident you're going to receive the promises of God. Isn't that good? That's what patience. We can allow God to produce that in us. And then number five, it brings about spiritual maturity. Patience. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. In James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you encounter various trials. And we all say, Amen, I just love it. Man, it's just beautiful. I love it. Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials. Listen, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. That's the word patience. And let patience have its perfect result so that you may be perfect. And actually, that, that translation is probably better mature. Okay? Complete. Perfect uh, kind of has different connotations for us. It says, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. Now listen, 
Some of us are fair-weathered fans of Jesus. And maybe God wants to speak to you about this tonight. Some of us are fans of the Lord, but we're not truly followers of the Lord. If you're not a follower, if you're just a fan, when tough times come, it will expose who I really am. Matthew chapter 13, the Bible tells us in the parable of the seeds and the soil, Matthew 13 verses 20 through 21, that those difficult times will expose if we truly have not given our, time, our life to the Lord. So some of us are not yet followers of Jesus. Now some of us are followers, but we're not very tried yet. Did you hear that? Some of us have just gotten started on the path and guess what? There's some things coming that you won't like. But if you have truly given your life to the Lord, you're going to be able to face it. And God is going to grow you stronger through it. And some of us have been tested and tried pretty good. Amen? Some of us have been tried. Our faith has been tried. But we've grown stronger. Listen, not proud. Watch that. But we've grown stronger through it. Now listen, as a result of being tested, hopefully, I'm not as tossed about by life. Anybody? I don't like the problems. But as I've gone through them, it has exercised my faith muscles. It has made them stronger. As I've exhibited, as I've sought to respond to God's work of patience in me, I now find I have less doubts... I have more joy, more hope. I'm more convinced than ever that God is at work in my life. That He's my Savior. That He's never going to leave me. And even though I don't like it, I'm more established in my faith as a result of it. Listen to what someone said. The immature believer values comfort. The mature believer values character. The immature believer values the material or the physical, what we can see. The mature believer values the eternal or the spiritual, the bigger picture. The immature believer becomes bitter because of the trial. The mature believer becomes better because of the trial. The mature believer realizes, listen, that trials work for us in Christ. Okay? Not by myself. But the mature believer believes that the trial works for us, not against us. And the last thing is this. What do they do? They drive us to pray. Okay? What, what does patience do to us? Well, all this sounds great, but it's impossible to do, isn't it? At least in our own strength. So look at what James chapter 1 says. James 1, after saying that, it says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Okay, so how do we, uh, what happens when, when God begins to take us through difficulty and, and we don't like it and we're not comfortable and we don't know what to do? What does it cause us to do? It calls us to cry out to Him and say, God, I don't know what to do. I don't have the ability to do it. I'm asking you to help me. Doesn't it do that? I hate to admit it, but I pray more when I'm struggling. Isn't that true? I, hate to, I read God's Word more when I'm struggling. I wish it wasn't the case. 
But it is. Okay, wow. So patience, learning not to let not so great stuff throw me off has a lot of value. But how do you get it? Number three, what builds patience in us? Let's turn back to those two key verses in James 1, 3 and Romans 5, verse 3. In James 1, verse 3, it says, Knowing that the testing, the trying of your faith produces patience. And then uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 3 that we read just a moment ago, it also says, Knowing that tribulation brings about patience. The Bible is saying to us that when we're in the midst of difficulty, when we're walking with the Lord and we're responding to Him, we can know that that hard thing is making us and our faith stronger. Now listen, it's building patience in us. This doesn't mean go looking for problems, okay? This doesn't mean, uh, you know, uh, because it's good for you, let's go find something to struggle through, you know? i got plenty to share. If you're looking for some, I'll be glad to pass them on to you. Amen? Okay, that's not what this is talking about. What it's saying is, when you do have them, you can be confident that God is going to use that to make you stronger. It's not the way you would do it. It's not the way I would do it. But it's the way God works to strengthen our spiritual muscles. Now listen. Because God might do something right here that you didn't expect. In that regard, I can actually have joy in a trial. I don't like that idea. I struggle with that idea. But as I understand more about patience, I'm actually understanding a little more than I ever have. Not a concept of the ability to have joy, but the actual ability and experience of it. Amen? So here I am in the middle of difficulty. I don't like it. I don't want it. By the way, I'd ask God to get rid of it. Okay, don't be dumb. You have not because you asked not. Amen? So I would say, Lord, please get, it, get rid of it. Please take this away. I don't like this. Did you just want me to trust you? Did you just want me to call out to you? But when I find myself, this is what we're going to go through. Listen, friend. God's trying to release us from bondage. You do not have to be tied to circumstances. In the middle of your trial, you can actually, I don't like it, I don't want it, I'm not happy about it. You can actually have a little smile come to your face and say, God, no matter what, I'm going to trust you. And God, I know, Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, you're not going to waste this. You're not playing games with me. You're not just having fun. You're, you're working in me. And God, I'm, I'm trusting in you. And this is going to make me stronger. And other people are watching. And just for a moment, I can begin to do what? Have some joy. Not because I have a trial, but I can have joy because God's working in that trial. We're not excited about the problem, but even though we're not comfortable, we can have great joy. A few weeks ago, when we were studying about love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, we said we're going to come back to this because the Bible says in that passage that uh, love is what? Patient. The thing that we're talking about today. Now friend, I know tonight we're all kind of wiggling in our seat. And I know you're talking back to me. 
Okay, I know, just the arguments. I know. I did the same thing, and I'm still doing it while I'm preaching it. But it's not my message. It's the Lord's message to us. Apparently, there's something about this. Listen, instead of fighting patience, maybe we should be pursuing patience. Not pursuing problems, but when I find myself in one, pursuing patience. It's what a follower of Jesus would do. Tonight, would you just say, Pastor Robbie, I've got to be honest with you. I am struggling, bearing under, staying under this problem that I have. Would you do what James chapter 1, verse 5 says? Would you come to the Lord? Would you say, God, would you remove it from me, please? Please, God, would you have mercy? Would you take this away? Would you cut it shorter? God, please. Nevertheless, not my will but yours. If it is your purpose for me to have this right now, God, please help me because I can't do this. Amen? Do you need to grow in patience? Listen, I've told you, we don't need to be a do-better church. Hey, let's leave here and let's all try to be patient. You know, and let's go to the store and let's be patient. Go pump your gas and we'll be patient with the people. You know, just got oh, I got to try harder. That is not what the Bible teaches. It's the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of Robbie. So it's not you doing more, it's you receiving. God's apparently offering this ability to us. It's just a matter of us not blocking Him. Isn't that good to know? If I'll just get out of the way, God, God's plenty fine at doing it in me. Praise His name. Has your lack of patience today been evident? Been evidence? Been a testimony that, you know, I may not have a personal relationship with God. Maybe that's why. I say I'm a Christian, I go to church, and I try to be involved and I give, but, you know, God's speaking to me tonight. But the reason I'm not experiencing this is because I've never surrendered my life to Him. And I can't do this on my own. Wow, what a great thing to realize and admit tonight. Would you be willing to do that? God, I can't do this, but I see that you want to and I trust you. I receive your gift. I ask you to forgive me for my sins, to wash them away, to come live in my heart. God, give me the strength to endure, to bear, to press on. Maybe you're a child of God and you're growing. And, and, and you know what? You're just starting out in this process. And you know what? It's like happy at first, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, real life's back again, right? Sometimes. It's not all fun. It's not all roses in this life. Maybe God's just encouraging you, child of mine. I told you in this world you're going to have tribulation. So take courage. I've overcome all this mess. You can trust in me. If you're a young believer here tonight, would you just say, I will determine tonight with God's help to keep my eyes on Him no matter what is going on around me. Maybe you're a believer. Maybe you've been a believer for years and, and you know that, you've experienced that, but something has... You ever been blindsided before? You ever been just walking along through life and all of a sudden, where did that come from? Don't you have to do this number? Wait a second. What just happened? 
Maybe that's knocked you off of your focus. And God's just saying to you, I got you. Come back over here and trust me through this. Heavenly Father, thank you for teaching us through your word. God, thank you for hope tonight, for encouragement. Not necessarily that everything is going to be like we want it, or it's going to be fun every step of the way. Thank you that you do give blessings. We see glimpses of heaven this side of eternity. Father, we're going to face difficulty, and we need to know how to deal with it. Lord, grow us tonight. Help us to take a step forward in our relationship with you. And Lord, again, I pray if there's someone here that has not given their life to you, Jesus, I pray that tonight they would make that most critical decision. We pray in your name. Amen.